begin to pray in the spirit everyone everywhere lift your voice and bless him in the spirit mighty god where people of prayer are you praying everywhere inside outside following from every and any nation lift your voice and pray bless him in the spirit build capacity in the spirit are you praying we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Pray in the spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Before we sit, I, I just sense a very strong healing anointing here. And I just want to speak. Please help them. I stretch my hands in the name of Jesus over every infirmity. There is grace that he's given us to minister to the sick in the name of jesus every blood condition hear the word of the lord the lord is healing blood conditions blood conditions please help them blood conditions i'm under the shadow of your wings your influence is all over me I am under the shadow of your wings. Your influence is all over me. 
You've given me peace undeniable. No need to fight, cause you're always with me. You're my father, my everything. Lord, you took my pain away and then you gave me joy. You're my peace, my melody in the center of the storm. You gave me a brand new song to sing to you. That's why I will lift up my voice and sing. Hallelujah. These things are not, they are not a mere show or a, a demonstration of the power of a man of God. God's agenda is bigger than that. This is God visiting his people. You cannot leave your home and come here and then go back the same. It's not the God of the Bible who would leave you the same. I use this opportunity to prophesy upon someone. In the name of Jesus, even as God is visiting them, may visitation come to you in your home, a visitation over your family, in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. Let me say something and I don't mean to be arrogant. Every word you see that comes will not fall to the ground. You see, before you receive a man, find out about him. What you see is an election of grace. God has raised us up for the body of Christ. One more time I declare over your life. In the name of Jesus, for as long as you have showed up here, by the spirit of grace, everything that must not move, everything that has refused to move and clear out of the way, I clear it now. Hallelujah. Please sit down. Hallelujah. We're going to go to the ward shortly. It will just be a short charge tonight. I'm seeing chains. This is what I'm seeing in the realm of the spirit. I'm seeing chains over the feet of people and the Lord is saying to release them. Please sit down. Right now, I'm seeing the number 21. Where are they? By the Spirit of God. Everyone who is under any kind of captivity, I bring you the word of the Lord by the rod of a higher priesthood. Right now, may the power of God locate them. Whether you are inside, outside, online, every chain that will not let your destiny go, I declare it broken now. Every chain that will not let you go, bring them out. I command that chain broken now. I command that chain broken now. Lift your voice and begin to pray that every chain, this is Mount Zion. And the Bible says upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance and holiness. And the sons of Jacob shall possess their possessions.
the bible declares blotting out every handwriting and every ordinance that spoke against us he said he nailed it to his cross everything that will not let you go this is koinonia in the name of jesus the son of the living god lift up your head oh ye gates 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 and be ye lifted everlasting doors in the name of jesus christ Hallelujah. Please sit down. We are going to the word shortly, but the Lord is revealing. Now please, don't just come out at random. The Lord is showing me a man of God, you are in ministry. But with what I am seeing in the realm of the spirit, there is a limitation around your ministry. You are a sincere man, you love God with all your heart. You are wearing white. Where is that gentleman? Don't, please don't come out at random. I mean you are in ministry. Where are you coming from? Come. Where are you coming from? Huh? Kaduna. Kaduna. Kaduna, yes sir. Hold on. You are in, you've been in ministry? Yes sir. Be careful. Don't match them. What's your name? My name is Oche. You love Jesus? Yes sir. I hope you do ministry with integrity. Yes sir. Listen. We are well, very serious people. The days of doing ministry with, with gimmicks and games and unseriousness, those days are over. God is in the business of finding men who are sincere. Praise the name of the Lord. You are in ministry, sir. You are in ministry. Listen to me. Two things. Don't be embarrassed. Number one, you need to calm down. You have a lot of energy that needs to be managed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have offended so many people and you need wisdom. But the Lord will help you. Lift your hands. May grace come on you. Right now, you, this gentleman. Oche, take that grace now. A new dimension of grace. You will never be the same in the name of Jesus Christ. Sir, are you in ministry? Come, sir. Your own ministry? Where is that, sir? In the U.S. Hold on, please. Where? In the U.S. In the U.S.? Yes. You are coming from the U.S.? Yes. You will never forget this, this sacrifice. Look at me. I want to release something on you. We may not have the level of architectural prowess in the U.S. We may not have the level of intellectual soundness, but there is something we have. A grace from heaven. A grace from heaven. Look at me. Please, don't, don't. Please make sure. I'm not saying if you, if you want the call of God upon your life. Please. This where a place of order. Please, if you misbehave, we'll send you back. Are we together? So please make sure that you just keep to the call. But I want to pray for you. Where in U.S.? New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. I want to pray for you. There are two graces that will come on you. One is the teaching grace. The second is the grace for signs and wonders. You believe that? Amen. I stretch my hands to you. Right now in the name of Jesus, carry this grace. You will go to U.S. with it. You will walk times, you will walk wonders, Amen. even by the Spirit of God. Amen. Receive that grace, Amen. you will never be the same. Amen. The miracle of open eyes, Amen. I release upon you. Amen. Fire upon your hands, Amen. go and rot times, wonders, Amen. in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. The power of God will come on one of you here. I'll pray for everybody, but there's one of you among these gentlemen standing. 
in the name of Jesus I declare I just saw it in a vision that a strong anointing is coming on one of you and then when that happens I will pray for you in the name of Jesus who is the son of the living God fresh fire upon all of you in the name of Jesus grace to do ministry with integrity grace to do ministry with power grace to do ministry with signs and wonders I take up the limitation from your ministries go and excel in the name of Jesus connected to the right associations connected to people of integrity teaching the word with sincerity may the Lord confirm his word upon your lips with signs following in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord bless you the Lord bless you the Lord bless you please go back I'm seeing a woman you have been trusting God for the fruit of the womb this is four years we're getting to the word but let me just speak over that person four years this is four years you've been trusting God for the fruit of the womb if, if the woman is in the overflow we may not have the time to have her come because our time is already gone but the Lord is telling me this woman is on the balcony who is that I can't see is there someone like that come your time has come There is power in the name of Jesus. There are miracles in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I want you to believe. Look at me. We are not herbalists. We submit to the authority of Jesus who is the Christ of God. I'm going to pray for everyone. We don't call them out just to waste time. Listen, I teach you this so that you do not think we are just playing games. It's a ministry of signs and wonders. And many times God would allow us to minister to people like this. But we are people of order and we are people of excellence. But we are also a people of compassion who will want to see Jesus reach out to his people. I hope you understand what we are doing. My dear, look at me. Shout Jesus as loud as you can. It's over forever. Go and carry your child. In the name of Jesus Christ. I give a change for you. Let me pray for you. I hope you are all married. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we together? Listen to me. Please, I want you to believe in God. Jesus is alive. He really is alive. I stretch my hands upon all of you. Father, by your mercy, let the yoke of barrenness of all sorts, let it answer to the name of Jesus right now.
according to the time of life we correct everything that needs to be corrected and we decree and declare you return with your children and every force of darkness stopping your fruitfulness we come against it in the name of Jesus we come against it in the name of Jesus let it be over once and for all in the name of Jesus the Lord bless you please return back to your seat rejoicing and for all of you who are here under the anointing I command those spirits you let them go now out of their lives never to return out of their destinies never to return in the name of Jesus I come by the rod of a higher priesthood and I decree and declare that everything that is not the planting of the Christ it goes now and forever everything that was lost shall be returned unto you everything that was stolen shall be restored unto me everything that was lost shall be returned unto me everything that was stolen prophesy to yourself everything that was lost shall be returned unto me everything that was stolen one more time everything of Jesus let's get to the word even if we have just 20-30 minutes tonight and we wrap up you have a court case there is a court case I'm seeing a legal a court case there's someone you have I don't know what what led to it a court case something that has to do with land who is that person? Just, just stay where you are. You don't have to land. Um, you, you may not need to come out. Just stand where you are because our time is gone. You believe in the power of the Holy Spirit? The mercy of God is real. And He is able to overturn, to overturn until Jesus is glorified. I decree and declare upon everyone who is trusting God for a miracle... As far as justice is concerned, it will take the hand of God moving over your life. And I declare, may that mighty hand move over you. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord is... Am I wasting your time? Ah, I want to rebuke something I'm seeing. I'm seeing obituary and the Lord is asking me to roll that reproach. But sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. In the name of Jesus. Even though the person I'm talking about is outside, but I'm using it as a point of contact to pray for anyone appointed unto death. In the name of Jesus, who is the Son of the living God. Oh death, where is your sting? Oh grave, where is your victory? I rebuke and curse the spirit of death. I curse the spirit of death from your life, from your habitation. I curse the spirit of death in the name of Jesus. 
the lord bless you please be seated in the name of jesus john chapter 17 we gather every time for four or five basic reasons let me just run them quickly every time we gather the convergence of the saints is for this purpose and to this end number one every time we gather before god we gather for encounters an encounter is an experience that furnishes the reality of a person a principle to your spirit encounters are important they create convictions without an encounter you cannot have conviction i know whom i believe the bible says and i am persuaded persuaded encounters number two transformation through enlightenment the second reason why we gather is to give our destinies a chance to give our minds and our spirits an opportunity for transformation through the word of god the bible says we all with faces unveiled beholding him as in a mirror he says we are changed from one dimension of glory to the other even as by the spirit of god and the word of god is his instrument of transformation we are transformed by the power of the word it says do not be conformed to this age is the word aeon romans chapter 12 from verse 1 and 2 it says i beseech thee brethren by the message of god that ye offer your bodies unto god it says and do not be conformed to this world is the greek word aeon the thinking pattern the ideology that comes with this system it says but be ye transformed like a fly moves from egg lava pupa and adult be transformed by the renewing of your mind that your mind being renewed will grant you the grace to prove what is that good that acceptable and that perfect will of god so when we gather like this expect the exegesis of scripture discipleship for the maturity and the victory of the saints is called doctrine hallelujah i commend you to god he says and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified and that from a child thou hast known the holy scripture which is able to make you wise even unto salvation are we still together number three every time we gather expect a manifestation of the love and the power of jesus christ through miracles signs and wonders you must expect this that every time we gather it is to see and to experience the miracles the signs the wonders that are revelations not just of the might of the man of god alone but the love of jesus when miracles happen they are letters from jesus to his creation to his saints saying i love you and i still care and also a revelation of the might of god number four every time we gather it is an opportunity for impartation impartation is powerful impartation is the transference of spiritual possibilities 
our the results that we command in this kingdom are predicated upon the kind the level and the dimension of grace that is at work in us the bible says and god is able to make all grace not some grace grace is in dimensions there is the grace for speed there is the grace for favor there is the grace for breakthrough are we together now just because you have a measure or a dimension of grace does not mean you have everything god is able to make all grace so there are distributions listen carefully whilst the word of god is coming it does not have to be a conscious impartation the bible says while peter yet spake these things the holy ghost fell on all not some all day that heard him provided you can hear your spirit is ignited and you carry dimensions of graces that now begin to control new possibilities in your life listen to me if your life does not capture certain dimensions of results the honest explanation is that the grace for it is not there it's as simple and as honest as that hallelujah and so we must open up our hearts to receive in addition to that which he has given us we open up our hearts we open up our spirits to receive these superior dimensions of graces i long to see you he said that i may impart upon you some spiritual gift to the end that ye be established are we together and then number five every time we gather like this it is an opportunity for fellowship and to experience the blessing of the lord psalm 133 says how good and pleasant it is it says when brethren dwell together in unity no matter how powerful your secret place is with god there are certain dimensions of spiritual possibilities that only happen under a corporate atmosphere hallelujah while they prayed together and fasted the holy ghost spoke to them and said separate me paul and barnabas he spoke to them not to him the bible says how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity it likens it to the oil that comes from the head of aaron the priest down to his bed down to his cat the bible says there the lord had commanded the blessing so every time you come for koinonia or any spiritual meeting for that matter let your spirit be open for these five things encounters transformation that comes through the exegesis of the word spiritual illumination number three a manifestation of the power of god to meet needs to provide supernatural solutions number four impartations because every time god grants a grace to jacob it is because he intends for it to reach israel it is not god's idea that he's that his graces reside with only one person so when he calls jacob is because he has israel in mind are we together tonight i want to teach on knowing god we're building we spoke about doctrine the last time we met and we said how that doctrines are a body of truth that are responsible for the maturing of the saints 
haven't experienced and seen signs and wonders, I have told you and I will say it again, that signs and wonders do not establish the saints. Listen to me. No matter how anointed, no matter how powerful, no matter the charismatism around the signs and the wonders that you see and experience, it does create conviction. Number two, they are, they are tokens of the Father's love. Number three, it announces what God is doing within a territory. Then it becomes a consolation to the Christian experience of the saints. But it was not allocated for the maturity of the saints. Only the word of God communicated, taught accurately, sustains the ability to mature the saints. Are we together? So we must submit to the teaching of the word. We must submit to doctrine. We will continue to experience miracles, signs and wonders. But our eyes must be first on Jesus and then the truth of his word. Because heaven and earth will pass away. The disciples saw miracles. But Jesus disappeared for only 72 hours. And they denied him. They ran away. So miracles are not enough to establish people. They saw miracles. Remember when he wanted to wash Peter's feet? Peter said, no way. Later on, Peter said, wash my feet, bath me. All those emotional vacillations were proof of immaturity. As soon as Judas came and betrayed Jesus, the disciples thought Jesus would use his invincibility to just defeat those people. When he submitted to death, they ran away. They didn't just run away, they ran disappointed. John 21, Peter said, I can't do 2-0, I go a fishing. The other disciples said, we go with you. Let's go back to what we were doing before this karma came to deceive us. They toiled all night and there was no catch. Then they saw Jesus. He needed their attention again, so he used the miracle. Little children, have you any catch? And Peter said, no. And he said, cast your net to the right side. And when he casted his net, watch this now. He was not able to drag, the Bible says, for the multitude of fish. Are we together? Then the goodness of God convicted him. Immediately he knew he was a sinner. He was naked. He walked close and said, depart from me, I am a sinner. And then he called him. And when they sat down, it's amazing that when Peter came, he met Jesus already roasting fish. That's what your Bible said. Where he got it from is a mystery that he will have to tell us. It's in your Bible. And then, now that he got his attention, he said, sit down. Simon Barjona, lovest thou me more than this? You came because of the manifestation of the miraculous, but sit down. Because I'm going to give you an assignment to feed my sheep and also to feed my lamb. The son of Jonah, do you love me more than miracles? Do you love me enough to be mentored, enough to mentor others? Miracles are powerful, but we cannot dwell just in the realm of the miraculous. We have to trust God for the exegesis of truth. And tonight I want us to discuss very briefly the subject of knowing God. Look at me. Your confidence in this kingdom is predicated not just upon the reality of God, but your knowledge of the holy. John 17, please. We'll read from verse 1 to 3. Let's go. John 17. This is Jesus. This is the real Lord's prayer. Jesus is praying now. Theologically speaking, what we call the Lord's prayer, yeah, even though it's the Lord's prayer, but it was a lecture. It was a mentorship session teaching the disciples the protocol of prayer that works. 
Are we together? This is Jesus praying now. The Bible says, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy son, that thy son may glorify thee. Verse 2. It says, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. What is eternal life? Verse 3. Please read with me. Ready? One to read. And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus, whom thou hast sent. Watch this. That means the journey of eternal life does not stop just with a confession. Your act of confessing the Lordship of Jesus according to Romans 10 from verse 8 down to 10 only initiates you into the process that administers eternal life. It says eternal life is a journey. It's not just a one-off experience. This is eternal life. Jesus is teaching the rabbi. He says that they may know you. Please give it to us. Verse 3. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus whom thou hast sent. So if you do not know God and you do not know Jesus, there is a dimension of eternal life that has not been ministered to you. The Bible puts it this way, John chapter 10 and verse 10, it says the thief cometh not. That means you have no business in him around except for this, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Then Jesus says, but I am come that ye may have life. That's a level. But that you don't stop there. You move from the realm of life to a dimension of abundant life. You can have life, but you can have abundant life. Abundant life is based on knowledge, the knowledge of the holy. Are we together? It is important that the saints know the Lord. Many religions, now respectfully speaking, in fact, most religions do not have a provision where you know the deity or the personality that is the object of worship and adoration. In fact, intimacy and relationship is not required in many religions. It's just an observance of rituals and then certain benefits that are derived from it. The faith life is the only dimension of life that requires that all you receive become a derivative of a relationship. When you go to a herbalist, God forbid, God forbid, but when you go to a herbalist, for instance, he's not going to ask you, do you know my name? Are you interested? Do you like me? That, no, 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 that's not why you are there. You may never even know his name. Why are you here? I'm here because I want to win some political position or an election or something, for instance. And he says, okay, this is what you will need. Bring A, B, C. And you bring it and he says, go, it's done. You may not even remember where the road to his shrine is again. Because every other life outside of the faith life does not demand relationship. But God is very intentional about relationship. Is someone learning something? So the kind of Christianity that is all about receiving, just receiving breakthroughs, just receiving liftings. Now, they are powerful, but you will never be able to enjoy the fullness of the life of God until you draw nigh to Him, to a level of a deeper relationship that is more than things, more than cars, 
more than houses, more than miracles, more than political positions, more than business breakthroughs. I don't downplay these things, but if that is the subject and the object of your pursuit, you will eventually be frustrated in your Christian experience. When God truly wants to bless a man, he gives him himself. That is the real gift God gives those he loves. He does not give you his hand. He does not give you his power. He gives you him. Give me you. Everything else can wait. Give me you. Hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. My prayer, Lord. More than cast, more than reputation. Give me you. Everything else can wait. Give me you. I'm open Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. If all I have is Jesus, I've got something more than gold. I will tell it to the world. Jesus is more than gold. If all I have is Jesus, I've got something more than gold. I will tell it to the world. Jesus is more than gold. One more time. If all I have is Jesus, I've got something more than gold. I will tell it to the world. Jesus is more than gold. Listen down. We live in a world where Every other thing is important except God. Every other thing is important. Whether you are born again or not, once you are rich, people believe you have everything. Whether you are born again and serious with God or not, once you have a privileged political position. Whether you are born again or not, we downplay Jesus. When you meet a young man and you ask him, so what have you achieved in life? He says, well, not much. I don't have a job yet. Um, I've not been able to build my house, but one thing I have is a relationship. Society will laugh at you and say, what a fool. You are wasting your time and wasting your years. But then, if that gentleman is a disorganized person spiritually, but has a house, has a car, they say, wow, you are a fine young man. You are doing well. It's just that you just need to be serious. Look at how we have downplayed spiritual things. If all I have is Jesus... I will tell it to myself. Jesus is more Listen to me. The real proof of love is not things. The real proof of love is giving yourself. So when God gives you Himself, He gives you everything. When you give him offering, you have not given him everything. When you give him tithe, you have not given him everything. 
if you truly love him what you give is not what you have what you give is you my best lord is everything i am my best lord i give all i have to you listen years ago i sat down one day and i was overwhelmed at the faithfulness of god in my life i said look what you've done to me look what you've made out of my life and so this song came you made me great you made me special you made me great i give all i have to you you made me great you made me great you made me special you made me special you made me great. I give all I have to you. My best Lord is everything I have. My best Lord, I give all I have to you. My best Lord is everything I have. My best. If you truly love him more than your money, more than his support for a man of God and a church, more than giving gifts, the real gift you can give the Lord in honor and in gratitude for giving himself is to give yourself. This is why this ministry is called Koinonia. It's a platform of passionate lovers of God. People who are looking for more than his hand. People who are looking for more than his wisdom. You know, if I don't get to the word, I can stay here because what I'm giving you is a piece of my secret place. Sincerely, let me tell you, when I spend time with God, I hardly ask him for things. And this is not because of the faithfulness of God over my life. No. My concern is Him. Can you really have God and lack anything? I was told of a story of a man who had very foolish sons. And he was a very wealthy man. He was about to die. And he said, now this my sons. And he had a servant. And he said, alright. You people have been foolish all through my lifetime with you. I'm about to die. I will give you an opportunity to pick one of my assets, anyone, just name one, but only one, and he had a lot. He said, whatever else is left, my servant will carry it. And the boys were angry. He said, how could daddy do this? You have estates, you have empires, and you're giving us just one to pick one. And one of the sons looked at the servant and said, I choose the servant. For the first time, the father saw wisdom before going to his grave. If I have to choose one and the rest is given to the servant, let that one I choose be the servant. So when God puts a car, a political position, Watch this. Lifting, anointing, emoji, anointing, revelation, 
I'm not being sarcastic. Fail. I know what many of us will choose. People have rejected me. I need fame. You quickly pick fame. And then he puts himself and he watches as many Christians come to pick other things. The sun will no more give you sunlight by day. The moon will no more give you moonlight by night. to choose him. Keep that car, keep that fame, keep that ministry, keep that preaching, keep everything and hold on to him like Jacob held on to him. He said, I will not let you go. I made a mistake in chapter 28. I was punished for more than 20 years in the house of Laban because I chose other things aside you. Someone needs a message for you right now. To pray, you are saying I'm busy. That's what you are doing. To fast, I am busy. To seek his face, he say, you know, there's this new appointment I just had and I need to travel around the world. Um, there are dignitaries coming from everywhere. And he's looking at you and saying, do you not know my value? I'm not wasting your time, believe me. I'm showing you a secret of secrets. More than gifts. More than houses. That you choose him and what men pray for become your gift. They will bring it to you. I made up my mind that he will become the object of my pursuit. Not ministry. No. I will give up Koinonia and close down Koinonia in Abuja 1,000 times to preserve my relationship with him. I will cancel any ministration without thinking twice if it ever interrupts his presence. You love me today because what of what he has made out of my life. I will be foolish to leave him. Do you leave what works? Ah! God is speaking to someone. You need to return back. This is not what I even want to talk about. Oh. But God is speaking to someone. The reason why things have not moved in your life is because you focused on many things. You have been taught by society that Jesus Christ is a nuisance. And that the secret place does not carry destiny value. So every time you stay with God, you feel cheated. While the rest go ahead of you, you feel cheated. You feel foolish for giving God your time and your attention. My life is a testament of what can happen to a man when you give God time. God is speaking to someone. I believe that this is by the Spirit. I've not even begun to talk about If this is where we stop, that's it. God is calling on people. Return to the secret place. Return to the place where I made you. I found you as nothing and I helped you. Now you are allowing distraction destruction listen to me dear people of God we live in a celebrity world where everyone wants to be a celebrity and don't get me wrong God wants to lift you you know 
when you watch people coming, you just admire them and you hope to be like them. And some of you can't wait for the service to finish so that you say, give me a double portion. And all these things that people do, listen to me. Sit down and take God seriously. I love, I love. I love your presence. I love, I love. I love your presence. I love, I love. I love you, Jesus. I love your presence. A herbalist can give you fake power, but he cannot give you presence. No, you can fake power, but you cannot fake a real relationship. Listen to me. In this kingdom, our honor is derived from our relationship. Our, the power that we communicate, the influence, the grace, is predicated upon our relationship. I wouldn't trade you. Don't sing. Listen to what I'm singing. I wouldn't trade you. For riches untold, and I really mean it. You are truly, you are my everything, everything, everything. Lord, you are everything to me, everything. Lord, you are everything to me. You're my treasure, my priority. Who can compare to you? Truly great is the measure of your Some of you are crying. I wanted to talk about something else. But you see how the Holy Spirit leads us. Please, just focus on what God is saying. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Where it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the When Jacob dismissed his wives, when Jacob dismissed his cattle, when he was alone, then a man came. There is something about the jealousy of God 
he will not loiter around when there are many other things distracting you. So he will step back to honor your decision to ignore him until life forces you to need him. God is speaking to you. You may be a man of God. I want crowd. I want people to call my name. I want everyone to listen to my teachings. You may be sincere, but while you are doing all that drama, heaven is watching you. And God is saying, is this all that you want? Is this all that I mean to you? To be a celebrity? Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. All I want is to win an election. Let me become a famous person. All I want is to join the billionaire list. There is something about a heart that pants after God. How you are going to do it, but I leave you with the God of your salvation. Tell him I'm here again, oh God, sincerely. Finally, finally, I hear you. I hear your call. I hear your call. Cry unto God. Hear me, I'm not wasting your time. This is church. We're not faking it here. Sincerely from our hearts. This is why many do not see the power and the glory of God. There's such distraction. Pursuit for things. I'm not against that. But it must be everything. Talk to the Lord. You came to church. Take all of me, all of me, Lord. You have my everything. Take all of me, all of me, Lord. You have my everything. Take all of me, take all of me, Lord. You have my everything. Anoint my everything. Use my everything. 
I release my everything. You have my everything. Say, take all of me, all of me, Lord. You have my everything. Take all of me, all of me, Lord. I give my everything. Yeah, you have my everything. Say, take all of me, all of me, Lord. You have my everything. Take all of me, all of me, Lord. You have my everything. Take all of me, use all of me, take all of me, yeah. Take all of me. And the There's a part of the song that I love. Listen, it says, Whatever you ask of me, I surrender. That's the language of the matured in the spirit. Whatever you ask of me, whatever you ask of me, I surrender. And thrones I have made, and all that has taken my heart, Lord, I will bow to you, to no other God but you. Lord, I will worship you. Nothing hands at me but you. Come and make my heart your home. Come and be everything I am and all I the prayer. Will you search me through and through till my heart becomes 
Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. This was the prayer of Apostle Paul after the miracles, after all of the manifestations. He said, Away with the power, away with the faith, my desire. Is that you be praised? That you be praised? That you be praised? My one desire is that you be praised. That you be praised. That you be praised. Jeremiah chapter 9, please sit down. Jeremiah chapter 9 from verse 23. Here's what the prophet taught us. Jeremiah chapter 9. Thus saith the Lord, Koinonia, hear me, body of Christ, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. This Verse 24 is the pride of the believer. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. Our pride in this kingdom is more than the accolades of men, more than human achievements, as important as they are. The knowledge of the holy. This is what the generals of old had. They didn't have all the education. They didn't have all the prowess. But they had him. They sought him with their lives. I was in Lagos this afternoon and I had the opportunity to just speak with a few pastors before rushing down here. And one of them was a pastor in one of the old denominations. And when I met him, I said, tell me about a few of your people. I heard that God did mighty things with them. I didn't have the opportunity to meet them. And when he began to tell me some of the great things, I said, oh God, where have we kept your power? Where have we kept the grace? We read these things like parables, but they really happen. We need to restore a fresh passion, unashamed passion, unashamed hunger, He says, let him that glory and glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32b. The Bible says, the be part, but the people, but the family that do know their God, they shall be strong. There is proof. 
I can know that you know God. There are two things that happen to you when you truly know God. Number one, capacity. Strength. The Bible says if you turn aside in the day of battle, the diagnosis is that your strength is small. God, you did not prosper me. I will leave you. It's a sign that you do not know him. Lord, I've been a worker in church for a long time and you have refused to bless me. I will leave you. That is a transaction. In as much as he has covenanted to bless you, when you truly know God, it's a point of no return. It's like an initiation into something that you cannot come out of. Capacity. They shall be strong. Number two is a promise. They shall do exploits. Not talk exploits. Not wish exploits. That anyone who pays the price to know God, it is guaranteed that you will do exploits in ministry, in business, in life, and in destiny. I submit to you, therefore, that the reason why we have so many well-meaning believers, but there are no notable dimensions of the possibilities of God captured within our territory, is because very few people have paid the price to know him it's costly to know God the price for all of God is all of you it's costly the price for life is death it's costly you have to look away from many things that is the price oh but when you find him then the world begins to look for you when you find him then what you have been looking for begins to look for you when you find him, all men seek for you. Let me quickly share with you the platforms for knowing God. You cannot know God outside of these platforms. Now look up. Why do I have to teach you the platforms? Because I want to bring balance to something now. Look at me. There is a side effect when your hunger is not guided. Unguided hunger is what has dealt people into Scientology. Dealt people into witchcraft. Some sincerely. Because when you have hunger, if your hunger is not guided within the jurisdiction of truth, you are going to get into error. There are people who it was their hunger for power and for more of God that drove them to the wilderness and they met with demons and met with spirits and came back with encounters that are not of the Christ. Listen very carefully. Because if we stop at just marketing a zeal and we do not bring balance to it, then we also give Satan room to take advantage of the appetite of people. There are people who waited upon God seven days dry and what appeared to them was not God because their hunger was wild. They started searching the internet for everything superstitious. Then they see a name that looks like God and they say it's an old Egyptian deity and in their curiosity they start studying and before you know it they have bought books, they have bought all kinds of things. I must guide your search. Hunger is dangerous. Hunger attracts everything. God, men, Satan. 
Are we together? Years ago, I finished then in Zaria. I finished a program like this. And suddenly, I saw a group of young guys just came and stood in front of me. You know. And one of them believed that he was an incarnate of one of the saints from the Bible. And then the remaining guys were like his protégés, his disciples. With absolute boldness and confidence. He stood in front of me. He said he was sent, you know, because he felt he had a role to play. I could see the sincerity in the hearts of these young people. But I knew they were already in deception. The devil capitalized on their hunger. A preacher preached hunger, but the hunger was not guided. You don't meet God everywhere. There are coordinates that guide your pursuit. And if you are not exposed to it, and your hunger goes on rampage, the devil is ever waiting to quench that test and create one that will not be quenched. Satan is an opportunist. So they tell you you are going to be a prophet. And you carry that prophecy and lock yourself for days. Lord, where is the prophetic grace? And Satan begins to speak. And you think you are being open to the realm of the spirit. And you encounter a grace. You are convicted based on your encounter. But there is no basis for you to vest that encounter. And so you can come out from that encounter and mislead yourself and mislead others. Did the Bible not say the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith and shall give heed to seducing spirits and the doctrine of demons? It's in your Bible. The Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart. They don't have to be evil. They are just sincere people who are not guided. There are some of you right now under the sound of my voice, inside and outside, following online, you are probably already delving into that error. I have seen people who went to lock themselves to pray because they wanted to know God. And the next thing, they had to take them out to the psychiatry. Have you seen people like that? Because they came up with all kinds of strange experiences. And they believed that everybody had a problem except them. Only for them to wake up and see that they are under drips, they are under medical supervisions, something had happened to them. There are people who had spirits appear to them and lead them to go to places and do things, mimicking the Christ. And at the end of it, listen to me, just because God is mysterious does not mean his ways cannot be vetted. There are indices that can tell you whether this is God or this is not. So that people do not bring... And you know, we live in a world where the moment people create superstition around the things of God, things like God said... Or things like, this is a vision I had. Suddenly we become quiet. No, you can probe into anything using spiritual parameters. I'm not teaching you to go and insult people. I'm not teaching you to go and cause trouble for people. But this is to supply maturity. That we can know God constructively. In a way and a manner that our lives would demonstrate that we have met the God of the Bible. Paul said there is, as it were, many voices. And that none of these voices is without effect. There are people who the voice of death called them. They thought it was the Holy Ghost. They came out of their houses never to return again. He leads me and guides me to the city of above. He leads me and guides me to my place of destiny. He leads me 
Very quickly, number one, the first platform, the first authorized platform for knowing God is scripture. Write it down, please. The first authorized platform, doctrinally speaking, for knowing God is scripture. Second Timothy, please, chapter 3 from verse 15 and 16. Let's hurry up, we have to pray. Second Timothy, chapter 3 from verse 15 and 16. It says, and that from a child, look up please, thou hast known the holy scriptures. It's not only God who is holy alone, scriptures too are holy. The holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. The Bible says all scripture is in your Bible, is given by inspiration of God and that scripture is profitable read with me for number one doctrine number two reproof number three correction number four instruction in righteousness the effect is in the next verse it says that the man of god may be mature the word perfect there does not mean blameless it means mature thoroughly furnished unto all good works this is the assignment of scripture all scripture not the one you like all scripture now please look at me from a historic standpoint when you read this bible that was canonized by a group of people containing 66 books and sold by bookstores like zondervan and so on and so forth that is more than you will find out that there are lots of human imperfections theologically speaking the old testament was written in hebrew and the new testament was written in a combination of greek and aramaic are we together now and according to the principles of translation there are certain words that um, have multiple meanings and you will find out that they have a formula that would guide their translating the bible and so many things were translated the way they were not accurately translated. There is no doubt that there are human imperfections here. This is why the Bible does not say you should read it alone. You are supposed to read under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And when He, the Spirit, is come, the Bible says, the Spirit of truth, He will guide you. Truth can destroy, even though it is truth. The devil can use truth to destroy you if it is not guided. The Bible, Scripture, is the first platform for knowing God. Watch this. That means someone can get born again under your church, under your influence, and you can commend him, you can give him Scripture and expect that as he studies the Bible, he can know God. What about God is revealed in Scripture? Right, please. Number one, his character. The first thing that is revealed from Scripture about God is his character. Character. Number two, for the sake of time, his methodologies. Every time we study the Bible to know God, these are the two things we are looking for. Number one, his character. Number two, his principles or his methodologies, his modus operandi. 
the kingdom has its way of operating. So I can judge all things by the character of God that is revealed in scripture. For instance, I find from scripture that God is love. For instance, I find in scripture that God is merciful. So I can judge everything, the prophetic word coming to me, the manifestation of a believer based on the reference of God's character. Everybody say character. There are people all over the internet, I'm not on social media, but there are people all over the internet purporting to be me, unfortunately and sadly, and they have extracted hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, from sincere people. Are we together now? I was shown a platform with over 43 books that were written by Joshua Stellman. I've not written one. Five star ratings. People were rushing. Now, listen, let me tell you. When you, if someone calls you for instance and says, I am Joshua Selman. Can you transfer one million naira for the building of an orphanage? Now, your confusion or your deliverance will be based on your knowledge of my character. Are we together now? Number one, I am so busy. When I'm free, I'm sleeping. So the person who has that time to call you, there are times that those who know me, I don't even call at that time. If someone calls you at that time, you know that is a liar from the pit of hell. There is something about God you can know and you use like a reference. You can judge things and say, no, God does not behave like this. You can have the boldness to judge prophecy. You can have the boldness to vet an operation within a spiritual circle. Listen, the character of God is not the one you know. There is more than the one you know. I'm not talking of a denomination's approach to God. I'm talking of the knowledge of the God of the Bible. Are we together? Everybody say his character. So when Isaiah came to Hezekiah in chapter 38 of Isaiah, he said, Isaiah, I heard from God. Hezekiah, set your house in order. You are not going to leave. Hezekiah said, I respect you, man of God, so long. And he turned to God. There is something I know about God that his mercy is not his judgment. I knew every morning. And he said, God, but I can negotiate my longevity. If I die, who will praise you? And God said, ah, this man got me. David knew something about God. Every time God wanted to destroy him, he would sing his things as a song and dance before God and say, Lord, are you not merciful? Music director, sing it. And God would say, what do I do with this man? Finally, he earned the title, a man after God's heart. David. There is something about God we need to know. So that the devil does not steal into your passion and lie to you. When you are broke and failing and things are going bad, the devil can steal into your sincerity and make you live a mediocre and a weak life and mentor you into believing that God can allow you like that until you start scripture to see the character of God that he who did not spare his son he gave his son freely without thinking about it will he not much more give you all things to enjoy 
that if you've been evil, know how to give good gifts, how much more will your heavenly father? So immediately you know that that thing you think is God is the devil because you have judged by the character of God. Listen to me. You know why it is important to read your Bible? It's more than just easing the guilt of feeling that you are not spiritual. You read the Bible so that you are exposed to God's character. And then his methodologies, his ways of doing things. Let me tell you this. I don't mean to insult anyone, you know, I'm called to minister to the body of Christ. But there are many practices that may be sincere, but we need to look at them from the lens of Scripture. In God's economy, how results are produced are as important as the results themselves. Do not say it doesn't matter, the most important thing is let there be results. No. There is a predefined methodology. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16. It says to stand ye in the way, even that old path. It says to ask, ask for the old path. Where is the good way? When you find it, walk therein and it will bring you into your Sabbath. Hallelujah. So we study scripture to know the character of God. We study scripture to know the ways of God. Platform number two, very quickly. The second platform that helps us to know God in this kingdom are the names of God. Write it down, please. The names of God. Exodus chapter 3. We'll start from verse 13 down to 15. Exodus chapter 3. This was Moses having an encounter with the God of the Bible in the burning bush. Until then he had not met the God of the Hebrews. Remember that Moses was raised an idol worshipper. I hope you know. Look up. I hope you know. I hope you know that Moses in his hedonistic state wrote books. Moses was a writer. He wrote books that are still being used today. Books that teach. I hope you know that Moses was being trained to be the next Pharaoh. He was going to be the one to succeed Pharaoh. For you to be a Pharaoh in Egypt, you had to be half man and half wizard. They would teach you the art of the constellations. They would teach you how to make the stars. They would teach you to, how to align planetary bodies for your advantage. They will teach you how to manipulate the elements of nature. What do you think Janus and Jambas were there for? They were not just magicians, they were lecturers. Hallelujah. It was from that standpoint that Moses ran until he got married and was tending the sheep of his father-in-law Jethro. And then the Bible says that he saw a bush that was burning and would not be consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight. And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside, he said, Moses, take off your shoes for where thou standest is holy ground. And then the encounter continued. Now 3 verse 15 please. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? Because you see, God preserves his dimensions in his names. Don't forget this. 
every dimension of God's glory is captured and preserved in a name. Every time he revealed himself in a certain way to the nation of Israel, they captured that dimension. If they saw his supplies, they captured it in a name called Rapha and preserved it. So any day they want to see that dimension again, they will invoke Rapha. Are we together? If they saw his deliverance, they called him Sebaoth and captured that dimension and hid it. So every time they were in war, they would study the situation and study what name of God representing his dimension and they will invoke that name. So Moses is saying, when I meet these people and I say I have come as a deliverer, they will ask me, what dimension of God did you encounter? Who sent you? And you see, Pharaoh also had names that were preserved. Egypt had thousands of gods. And all these gods had their assignments. And they respected one another. They were gods of fertility. They were gods of agriculture. They were gods of so on. Like we have in many you know, traditions around Africa. We have gods that do this. They specialize in this area. That area. Each god has his requirement to invoke that dimension in him. And God said, give it to us please, verse 13. Moses, you are asking what dimension of me you want to see. I am that I am. It's a very dangerous name. That means every other name they called me was simply your for your benefit. I am so mighty, no man can fathom me. But I decided to fragment myself into dimensions so that I can give men a chance to relate with me. So Sikenu is still Jaira, is still Rafa, but he broke his dimensions so that we can know him. The same way both man and woman, I hope you know that both man and woman are dimensions of God. He separated himself, number one, for procreation, but number two, so that the clearest expression of God demonstrated on earth will be the relationship between a man and his wife. It was God's design that the first example of God children will see is not a film, it's not a pastor, it's daddy and mommy. So mommy is a dimension of God. That's the reason why her and the Holy Spirit are both called helpers. You see, it is God who is at work in us, both to will and to do. That means when God wants to bless you, the Spirit of the Lord will breathe upon you to invoke the dimension of Him that should be made manifest. All of him cannot show up. You can't stand it. No. Even in heaven, he feels all things. Are we together? So if it is a healing service, God will move the worship ministers and they will find themselves singing songs that invoke that dimension. They, they will find out that they are, he, he answers to his name. The moment you begin to sing songs, As we worship in your presence, there is healing. The Holy Spirit's gentle touch is blowing. Jesus, I believe. The Holy Spirit does not start prospering when you sing that kind of song. No. He will switch to that dimension of God that quickens. And all of a sudden you find out that the dimension of God that is revealed based on what you invoked was healing 
When you know this, it will help you to administer anointings. Because all of a sudden you find out that the worship leaders are singing songs that are around a pattern. They are being moved by the Holy Ghost because he wants to show up. And that's why as a worship minister you must be sensitive. Because there are times God wants to show up and he wants to use your songs to create the platform for him to come. Your spirit must be aligned enough to pick that signal. Are we together? When you watch men like Benny Hinn, when they are about to pray, they begin to sing all kinds of songs. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. The atmosphere, the saints and the angels bow. The redeemed worship you now. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. And all of a sudden you see people rising from wheelchairs because they have created a portal for Rafa to come. You know God by his names. Watch this. That means if God calls you to work in the healing ministry, the strongest dimension of his names that you will know is Rafa. He will create that bias so that you will excel in that dimension. Are we together? Yes. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. The saints and the angels bow. The redeemed worship you now. Holy, holy, holy. So when God wanted to reveal a dimension of his living power, his El Shaddai dimension, he came upon men like Minister Prosper and suddenly said, the name is Equimen. So he, what is it about a song with a name? And the name began to go from nation to nation, you see. And every time you sing that song with understanding, you will answer to the name. Listen to what you are singing. You are calling names. The names of Jesus reveal dimensions of Him. Next time you have a healing meeting, don't sing songs about God giving people money. You will be disappointed in that crusade because God will honor the dimension of Him you are provoking. Sing songs that will cause the spirit of grace to come in the dimension you are calling. If you are broke, don't sing songs of healing for your body. No. When you are trusting God to move in many dimensions, 
you begin to sing songs like Waymaker, Miracle Walk, Promised Light in the Darkness, that is who you are. That's all right, our time is gone. The last for tonight, and we'll stop here. The third platform, and it truly is the greatest platform for knowing the Lord, knowing God, is Jesus himself, the Christ of God. Colossians 1 and verse 15, we have to pray. Colossians 1 and verse 15, the Bible calls Jesus the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Let me stop here for tonight. Let me explain to you what that means. That Jesus did not just come to save sinners alone. Jesus Christ came first as a correction to our interpretation of who God is. There are many things about God that men did not know because he operated in an invisible realm. So Satan and the mistake of prophets mixed together produced different kinds of views about God. When Jesus came, he came as God in the flesh. This is what the Bible calls the mystery of godliness. That God is made manifest in the flesh. Are we together? So I look at Jesus as a representation of the character of God. Everything Jesus did truly is what God does. Everything Jesus did not do, no matter who credited it to God, is what God does not do. Are we together? So when the Bible says God is love, we can verify looking at Jesus. Did Jesus demonstrate love? We see love everywhere. Based on the revelation of God through Jesus, we can agree that it is true that God is love. God is a supplier. Is that true? We verify from the life of Jesus. So when you study Jesus, Jesus becomes a theological reference for vetting anything that was credited to God, good or bad. Do not forget this. If you do not know Jesus, you will be confused about God. Because God in the Bible referred to many things. And there were times they used the word Lord, L-O-R-D. It was used for men, it was used for kings, it was used for deities, and then it was used for God, Yahweh. So you would need Jesus to verify many things that were credited to God. God had no business in it. As revealed by Jesus. So we look at Jesus and we learn God. We look at Jesus and Jesus becomes like a lecture manual that begins to educate and edit and reorient our understanding about God. No matter what which prophet said, no matter what which saint of old said about God, if it is not captured in Jesus, we have a right to vet it. Jesus, the revelation of God. Are we together now? Yes. He came as the word that became flesh, the living logos of the Father. We'll continue next week. We have to pray. Rise upon your feet. Just pray a simple prayer in one minute. Lord, reveal yourself to me. 
as I study scripture, open me up to understand the character of God. As I study scripture, open me up to understand the methodologies of the kingdom. And then pray, reveal your names to me. Reveal your names. That they transcend songs, they transcend sermons. And then Jesus, reveal yourself to me. Let me study Jesus to know God. Let my confidence about God, the integrity of his person. Through Jesus, you have a right to vet every statement that has been made about God. He came as the manifestation of God. He came to end the confusion and the superstition around God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Watch this. When Jesus came, he revealed the Father to us. The love of the Father. He demonstrated the love of the Father through the substitutionary sacrifice that he went through. He said, for God so loved the world, he proved it that God truly loved us by giving Jesus. And he says that whosoever believes in him, that that person whosoever will not perish, but have life everlasting. Tonight, I do not want us to end without giving our precious people an opportunity. There are people scattered inside, outside, following online from whatever nation. You need this Jesus who came to reveal the love of the Father. He didn't come to make religion out of people. He didn't come to make people religious people. No. He came as a testament of the love of the Father. Very quickly, you are here and you are saying, Apostle, as you were talking about knowing God and all through the worship, through the testimonies, I have seen a need for Jesus in my life. Wherever you are, or you are rededicating your life, if you are here and outside, just outside the, at the gallery, you are free to come to the front here. And then, for those who are outside, please, all the old, other, other overflows, I would request that you move to the front of your projector screen. So for all who are here, carry your bags, your Bible, everything you came to church with. As we celebrate you, please make your way to the front. Koinonia, celebrate, celebrate Jesus. Come. Come to Jesus. Win that war tonight. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Is there still someone who is saying, Apostle, I want to win that war tonight. God bless you. Leave your seat and come to Jesus. You may be the hope of your family. Do it for your destiny. Do it for your children. Do it for your children's children. God bless you. Koinonia, don't be tired. Celebrate them. You're connecting from any and every nation. You want to make Jesus Lord of your life. Follow me as I pray this prayer. The overflows. Celebrate them. There are people coming from everywhere. The Bible declares that he who will come to God, he will in no wise cast away. Thank you. Thank you so much for making this noble decision. Listen to me. It is the wisest decision that any man can make in this life. To submit to the Lordship of the Christ. And to be a recipient of his life.
I want to lead you in that simple but powerful prayer. Lift your right hand and please say after me. Those in the overflow, please join them. Those online following, join them. Say this truthfully speaking. Say this passionately. Let it be from the depth of your heart. Are we together? Say, Lord Jesus. One more time, say, Lord Jesus. I love you and I believe in you that you are Savior, that you are Lord, that you are King. Tonight, I have heard your word. I make Jesus Lord of my life. Be my Savior. Be my King. From today and for the rest of my life, I obtain forgiveness. I obtain the abundance of grace, the gift of righteousness, and I reign in life. I declare that the power of sin, the power of Satan, the power of the grave is broken over my life. I am a recipient of the life of God. Amen. Keep your hands lifted. Father, we thank you as always for these ones you have brought. May your grace keep them. Let this be a journey that will only be from glory to glory. I break the power of sin. I break the power of Satan. I break the power of the flesh from your life. And I declare that your path will be like the shining light, shining ever brighter, even unto the perfect day. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. I commend you to the ministry of the word and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that he will guide you and he will turn you into signs and wonders in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you. Now there's a gentleman waving the, um, the, the placard up. Please, I'd like you to follow him and there will be a few people to just talk with you. Let's celebrate them very quickly. Hallelujah. Thank you for your patience. In a minute, we're out of this place. Um, praise the Lord. I know that the first timers have been welcomed, but I truly welcome every one of you. Thank you for the sacrifice that you make week in, week out. Those outside, the inconvenience and all of that that you go through, we thank you for everything. I want to encourage you again that as you come, make sure you do not come alone. Come with family, come with friends, come with strangers. As many as should be saved, should be healed, should be blessed, and should be delivered. Now I bless your week beginning. In the name of Jesus, go and excel. I declare that the power of the Holy Spirit will evidently speak over your life. Everything that represents a challenge in your life, you return next week with testimonies. May the good hand of God rest upon your life. I release you as signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. May the grace of God be evident upon your life. In the name of Jesus, be a soul winner, be a transformer, carry the power of the Holy Spirit, provoke the, 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 the grace of God that is upon your life to be a blessing to others. I declare that you go from glory to glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Please do well. For those of you who have vehicles, let me plead with you in as much as I know that society may not be so safe. But do well. You may be a good Samaritan to give someone a lift if the need arises. Please, if your car can be that available, please avail yourself. After the grace, do well to greet someone and then we depart. And then, please let's live in an orderly fashion. There are thousands of people and we have to be careful so that there are no stampedes. Just walk with the officials as they guide you through the gates. In the name of Jesus, let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you and see you on Sunday.